royal family. We uh, like to invite your attention this morning uh, to the book of Genesis. Um, a few weeks ago, the first of the year, Apostle Adams and and then the end of the almost the end of the the month or the first of the year and almost the end of the month, then uh, <clears throat> Apostle Manley, Doctor Manley, he came along and he also began to to speak on the message that we had prepared for that first Sunday in January, <clears throat> and I'm only going to continue to carry out what the Lord has said, and some things I will refer you back for you to revisit uh, the messages on that first Sunday and I think maybe the third Sunday uh, because the Lord so dealt with it. The only other time that Minister Adams and I uh, ran in the same vein, we did it once before, and uh, at that particular time, uh, the Lord had me going first, and then Minister Adams, he had the exact same word, exact same scriptures, everything. We were in the same vein. We were right in the same vein. And so this the beginning of the year. The Lord also had us running in the same vein, except he reversed the order. And I'm thankful and grateful to know that in this house, we all run in the same vein. Amen. We all run in the same vein. And the, and the Lord speaks to us uh, in, in that way. In, in, in that way. So we're going to, I said, we're going to the book of Genesis chapter number one. And there are some things we want to share. And most of it, Minister Adams has already, has already uh, spoke on, and as well as Dr. Manley, but we're going to Go ahead and, and do, because in year 2022, and that's what we were going to speak about, the year 22. Father, bless your word. We thank you now. In Jesus' name, amen. In the year 2022, we always like to see or hear what God is saying about the year 2022. And when you count the numbers, uh, 2022, you'll come up with the number six. When you add the numbers across, you will come up with the number six. We all know that the number six is the number that represents man. So the year 2022 will be the year of man. And you're going to see man doing some crazy stuff. They're already doing some crazy stuff, but it's going to get even worse. Now, the first verse we want to look at, as we said before, is Genesis chapter number one. I'm just going to teach, not going to move much, just going to to teach. Now, Genesis chapter number one, verse number 26. Remember now, those of you that were here the first Sunday in January, um, remember that the Lord sent the word about the war against the image of God. Against the image of God. There was a war going on against the image of God. Now, and it came from the exact same verse, beginning with this exact same scripture. Now, Genesis chapter 1, verse 26 says, And God said, Let us make man in our image, 
after our likeness and let them have dominion over the fish of the sea and over the fowl of the air and over the cattle and over all the earth and over every creeping thing that creepeth upon the earth. Now, when we look at that number, there's some things we want to look at in verse 26. We want to look at the word make and the word image, but of course, uh, Apostle Adams dealt specifically with the image, and you can go back and you can revisit uh, there on that first Sunday in January, uh, that message about the image. And we also want to talk about the likeness also in that scripture. Now, when he began to talk about the word make, what does make mean? Because you're going to have to stay closely with me. To, to make means um, to cause to exist. The Hebrew meaning is Asa, which means to call to exist. So it says, let us make man. Let us cause man to exist. But it also has some other definitions for the word make. Make also means to bring into existence by the shaping or changing the material. Talking about this word make here. By shaping or changing the material, the existence of it. Thirdly, it means to bring into being by forming, shaping, or altering the material. That's that word make, altering, altering the material. Now, what we want to do is we want to go to Genesis chapter number 2, and we're going to look at verse number 7. Genesis chapter 2, verse number 7. You also will be able, if you go back, and you will be able to hear uh, the word that God sent on that first Sunday in January in regards to Genesis chapter 2, verse number 7, okay? Now, verse number 7 says, And the Lord God formed man of the what? The dust of the ground. And he breathed into his nostrils the breath of life. And man became a living soul. Now, let's analyze, let's define the word dust, okay? For those people who think that they are better than someone else because of their statics or because of what they may have, well, we're going to get a rude awakening this morning, amen? Because when we talk about the word dust here, the word dust is defined to be rubbish, hmm, it's an existing material of the ground. But dust is also considered to be discarded matter, waste material, worthless or have no value. So when God made us out of the dust, we literally didn't have any value. The Bible talks about how he, he formed, how he fashioned man from the dust. Now, let's move to the book of Job. We're going to travel a little bit, okay? Let's move to the book of Job. Job chapter number 4, verse number 19. Remember now, we're made 
from dust. Hmm. Dust is rubbish. It has no value. So when we think we all this and that, in the beginning we had no value. And, and we're going to see at the end of the day, we still won't have no value. <laughs> well, we still won't. So it's no need for us to get puffed up in ourselves. Amen. Because we may have two nickels and a dime. Or because we may have some materialistic things that other people may not have. It, it, that, that doesn't matter when it comes down to God. Now, we go to the book of Job, Job chapter number 4, and we're going to look at verse number 19. Are we there? Now, verse number 19 in Job chapter 4 says, How much less in them that dwell in houses of clay. See, our soul are receptacles of, of our house. It says, how much less in them that dwell in the houses of clay. Now watch this. Whose foundation is in where? The dust. Your foundation is in the dust. In other words, your foundation is rubbish. So don't get, even though we know Christ is the foundation, if you don't come into the knowledge of Christ and, and find Christ and allow Christ to be our foundation, we've got to remember our foundation at the very beginning, it was in the dust. It was rubbish. It had no value, no significance whatsoever. Now, let me show you something about the dust so we all can understand why we should all think well of one another regardless of the status in society. Let's move now to the book of Ecclesiastes. We're just going to walk through, do a little bit of teaching. The book of Ecclesiastes. We're going to chapter number 3. We're going to two places in the book of Ecclesiastes. Are we there? Ecclesiastes chapter number 3. Remember now, this is the year of man, 2022. There's many things that's going to happen. Okay? Now, verse number 20 in Ecclesiastes chapter 3 says, All, y'all see that word? All go unto what kind of place? One place. All, everybody. All go unto one place. All are of the dust. And all turn to dust again. Okay? Now, there's something significant here. It talks about how we all go to one place, and that one place is the dust. And we're all going to turn back to the dust again. Everybody. It doesn't make any difference what you have or what you may become in society. We all are going back to the same place called the dust. Amen. We're all going back there. So don't think that we're better than somebody else. Because we go in up, we came from the same place, and we're going back to the same place. Amen. Rubbish. Dust. Have no value. That's what the scripture says. Now, because your spirit going to go to God, but your body's going to go to dust. And I don't know why we put so much emphasis on the body. Y'all know we do put emphasis on the body, don't we? When we dress up the body, we do some, thank you, Holy Spirit, some added touches to the body. <laughs> But it's still going back to the dust. I don't care how we dress it up. It's still going back to the dust. It's still going back. Our spirit now is a different thing. Our spirit is going, going to return to the Lord. 
Now, let's go to Ecclesiastes chapter number 12. We're going to walk through this. Ecclesiastes chapter number 12. Mm-hmm. We spoke on this just then. Ecclesiastes chapter number 12, verse number 7. It says, verse 7, Then shall the dust, who we are, return to the earth as it was, and the Spirit shall return unto God who gave it. So in this year, our emphasis should be on, our investment should be in the Spirit and not in our flesh. And this year, the investment that we need to make is in the Spirit. We need to work on our spirit, not on the flesh. Because, see, the, 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 the flesh is going back to the dust. But it's our spirit that's going to go and be back with God. So it's important that we work on our spirit this year in 2021. 20, I'm sorry, 2022. Now, it talks about how the dust becomes clay. The dust now, because of the moisture, and, and now God talks about clay. Clay, is uh, 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 when it has moisture, it's pliable. You can shape it and you can form it, okay? Now, let's go to the book of Romans. Amen? Let's go to the book of Romans. When we moved to being clay, I'm going to show you something about us. I said us, okay? show you something about us. When we move, see, with clay, you can shape it, you can form it, and you can make it into something beautiful. But we have to still remember that we still do us. We have to still remember that. This is why in Romans chapter number 9, when God allowed the moisture to come and we became that clay that in God's hands, then all of a sudden, man, for some reason... We think that we can talk back to God. <laughs> Anybody ever talk back to God? Why did this happen to me? Why did this happen to me? Okay. See, I, I see a lot of mm-hmm. Yeah. Now, let's see what, what, what the Bible says in Romans chapter number 9, verse number 20. It says, Nay, but, O man, who art thou that replieth against God? Shall the thing formed say to him, with a form, with a clay, say to him, him is God, the potter, that formed it, why hast thou made me thus? And then verse number 21 says, Have not the potter power over the clay of the same lump, to make one vessel unto honor and another unto dishonor. See, when, when we're not the way we think we ought to be, we like to talk back to God. The clay gets a mouth. We get a mouth. <laughs> but we get to understand, that's why God is taking us back to dust. Because as clay, <laughs> we, 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 would, we have a, t- thank you, Holy Spirit. As clay, we have a tendency to run off at the mouth. We speak. And if we didn't speak, God would not have written to us in his book. Why is it that you're going to tell me 
these things happen to me. Why did this happen to me? Well, why this and why that? But God said, listen, you are in my hands. This is why in, in Jeremiah chapter number 18, it, when, when God speaks to Jeremiah and he tells him to go down to the potter's house, he takes him there and, and he begins to show him this vessel. And when he sees this vessel, he recognizes the fact that, that and shows him uh, being on a wheel, it's, it recognizes the fact that the clay has become marred in the hands of the potter. In other words, something has happened to the clay for it to become marred. So God puts us on the wheel. Well, what is it about being marred? What makes me marred in, in, in the potter's hand? I often wonder that what makes me kind of, can I use the word disfigured in the potter's hand? God spoke to me. He said, I'll tell you what makes us marred. In the potter's hand, because see, that's when God has to remake us again. Life. Life will cause us to be marred in the potter's hand. That's why God has to continually put us on the wheel. He don't discard us. But he puts us back because he has to work on us some more. And he uses life to do it. He uses life, the things of life. Because, see, he has to reshape us. He has to remake us. He has to remold us to make us to become a vessel that he's pleased with. Oftentimes, we go through many things, many changes in life, and we do not understand. It's because God has to put us back on the wheel. He has to throw us right back out there in life until we learn Lesson. Has anybody ever been around the same bush? Seems like you've seen the same scenery over and over and over and over and over again. We say, well, I believe I've seen the scenery before. Well, that's because we didn't learn the lessons in life that would allow us to move on. Someone on Facebook, which I rarely do, someone on Facebook had this this like puzzle-like thing is you had all these key words. And it tells you the, the first word that you come to is the things that God wants you to experience. The first word that I recognized in that puzzle was the word lesson. I didn't like that. And the reason being because I just don't like sometimes the lessons that I have to learn through God because somewhere I have not done what I'm supposed to do. Lessons are not good, but they're needful and they are necessary. Then it talked about uh, connecting. And, and I said, okay, God, I can, I can handle that, but I don't want to learn those lessons because sometimes those lessons we have in life you know, is not always good. But but we will complain and we will fuss, but we got to understand now, God can make us a vessel of honor and he can make us a vessel of dishonor, okay? He can make us a one or the other. And see, we got to understand, but that word likeness, we are a pattern. We are supposed to be a pattern 
in the earth. We are supposed to be a pattern in the earth. We are supposed to be representatives of God here upon the earth. Amen. We're supposed to be examples for others. Sometimes we don't realize it or we don't focus enough to understand that, okay, my life has to be lived in such a way that I can be an example for others because I'm a pattern. I'm a pattern. You are a cut out. You are a pattern of who God is. That's why he made us in his likeness and his image. Amen. It's, it's very, very important. Now, let me, let me go somewhere. As I lay down and I was thinking about the year 2022 and the things that are going to be happening because it's the year of man. With all the things that are going on, with the viruses and, 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 and trying to get an understanding of what's happening and why man is doing what man is doing. I was lying down just resting, just, just not really even thinking, just lying there. And God brought this to my mind. This is what mankind is trying to do now. They've been doing it for quite some time. It's just now began to reveal itself. Now, let's go to the book of Genesis, chapter number 2. Show you something. Genesis chapter number 2. Genesis chapter number 2. Hmm. What man's attempts are. Genesis chapter number 2, verse number 17 is the first verse we want to look at. Genesis chapter 2, verse number 17. You remember when Adam and Eve messed up, okay? Or prior to that. Verse number 17, when God gives Adam those instructions, watch verse 17. It says, but of the tree of the knowledge of good and evil, thou shalt not eat of it. For in the day that thou eatest thereof, thou shalt surely die. The tree of good and evil. He tells them specifically, you eat of this tree, good and evil, you're going to die. Now go to chapter number 3, verse 22. I want to show you something. This is where man is trying to accomplish. Genesis 3, do we have it up? Verse number 22. It says, and the Lord God said, behold, the man is become as one of us to do what? To know good and evil. When they, when they took from the, from, from the forbidden fruit, when they ate what they shouldn't have, the conversation God is having is that man now, had become one of them, has become one of us, to know good and evil. And then it says, and now let, and now least he put forth his hand and take also of the what? The tree of life 
and eat and live forever. The whole theory is God, oh, let me go to the scripture. I, I want to read it. Um, let me go to the scripture. <laughs> God says now they have become like one of us. They know good and evil. He said, now this, I've got to do something. God says, I've got to do something. He said, I've got to put them out because they might take from the tree of life. See, the tree of life represents eternal life. To live forever. Okay? Eternal life. Now, watch what it says now in verse number three. He says, therefore, the Lord God sent him forth from the Garden of Eden to till the ground from whence he was taken. And then verse number 24 says, so he drove out the man and he placed at the east of the Garden of Eden, cherubim's angels, and a flaming sword which turned every way to keep the way of the tree of life. If man had eaten from the tree of life in his fallen condition through sin, he will live that way forever. What they are trying to accomplish now is to make man immortal. They are trying through their, through their means for man to have an eternal life to live forever in his fallen state. In other words, they're trying to move out Christ and create a new species. That's why it is so important. It is so important that we hear what God is saying. Because, see, there are some things happening, has been happening. Um, the other day, they, something come across, and I'm sure most of you saw it. I heard it. Why would you take the heart of a pig and put it in a human being? They did it. And they were successful. They had taken the knowledge... See, technology is dangerous in the hands of the wrong people. But wake up. Why would you take the heart of a pig and put it in a human? God didn't do it that way. He made humans. He made animals. And now this man is living. He's okay. Now, I don't know how long he's going to be okay. He's got the heart of a pig. Do you think that's good common sense? Do you think that's the intentions of God? If it had been the intention of God, God would have did it in the beginning. Not only, and, 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 and I don't want to say Dr. Adams, uh, Dr. Adams, I know he's an apostle, but uh, yeah, I, I What's happening, and go, go back. I keep referring people back to that first Sunday. I keep referring them back. He says now, 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 what's happening is the, mer- this is where we're going. It's the merging of the humans with the machines. They call it AI, artificial intelligence. I think Dr. Manley had preached on that some 
maybe months ago. What, we've been, what we're hearing and what they're doing now should not be, and it's not strange to us because God has already told us about it. But did we listen? Are we listening? They are trying to, and, and before you know it, <laughs> they're trying to change our DNA. Apostle talked about that. See, that the, our DNA, the, the original DNA, the, 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 when he talked about the war on the image, of God. That's God's DNA. They're trying to and have and working on it. Remove that. Put something else in us so we can become transhumanism. You merging a human with machine. Some of us think, well, well, that's just way out of You better be careful because you might become one of them. Before you knock it, you better do your research. Because they are doing all these things and we got our nose in the sand. Man is trying to create its own species. And the way they do it is by changing the DNA that we have that God gave us. And we're like, wow, I don't know, that's, wait a while, wait a while. Seeing people now, things are happening. One lady I know, personally know, fine, beautiful young lady. All of a sudden, all of a sudden her mind is completely gone and nobody knows what happened to her. She lives alone. Nobody knows what has happened to her, why it happened to her, but it did. Be careful what you allow man to put in your body. Be careful. Be careful. Be very careful. If we got to go home to be with Jesus, we just go home and be with Jesus. A lot of the things that we are seeing are happening, man is involved in it. They're using this modern day technology. And they are really, literally screwing up man. Now, the second half of what we were sharing, because this is going to be our part one, is that what Dr. Manley had spoke on. Because I was looking at what happened on that sixth day, that, that sixth day, the sixth day. And he went to the book of Revelations, and it was talking about the sixth day, and it was talking about the earthquake. So the next thing the Lord gives me now <laughs> about that sixth day is what we're going to be facing. That's why it's so important that we get, my word is act together. God's word is come in alignment. Thank you, Holy Spirit. Become in alignment with his will, God's will and his way. Let's go to the book of Hebrews. We want before you long. Hebrews chapter number 12. Hebrews chapter number 12. Do we have that up? Verse number 25. Hebrews. I think that's where we want to go. Is it up? Hebrews chapter number 12. And we're going to do 25 through 28. 
got to make sure your foundation is in God. Okay? If you're not, you're going to be deceived. Verse 25. It says, See that ye refuse not him that speaketh. For if they escape, no, who refused him that spake on earth, much more shall not we escape if we do what? Turn away from him. Him is God that speaketh from heaven. We better make sure, make sure that when God is speaking, we don't turn ourselves away from God because we think we're hearing from man. I'm going to tell you the reason why from the scriptures. Okay? Verse 26. See, God, <clears throat> not yet, Brandon, not yet. Verse 26 says, Whose voice then shook the earth, but now he had promised, saying, Yet once more I shake not the earth only, but also heaven. God says in year 2022, there's going to be some shaking going on. That's going to be some shaking. That's why you got to make sure your foundation is in God. You have to make sure you've got a relationship with God. If you've got a relationship with God, then you're going to have a relationship with people. There is going to be a shaking Revelations talked about about an earthquake. There's going to be a shaking. I'm not talking about that kind type of uh, uh, earthquake where we see in the natural, but there is going to be some shaking, and it's going to not only shake things here on earth, but it's going to shake loose some things also in the heavens. He says, verse 27. He said, and this word, yet once more, watch this signifying the removing of those things that are shaken as of things that are made, that those things which cannot be shaken may remain. In other words, that's going to be a shake-up. going to be a shake-up. And if you're not grounded and rooted in God, you're going to fall through the cracks. Because God is going to begin to reveal things. Mm. I'm going to read 28 and then I'll tell you what God says. 28 in Hebrew 12. 28 says, Wherefore, we receiving a kingdom which cannot be moved. Let us have grace whereby we may serve God acceptable with reverence and godly fear. God said everything that is not of him is going to be shaken. You're going to be removed. Going to be removed. The only thing that's going to stand, the Bible says, is the kingdom. Where is the kingdom? You know where you're going to be tested on? You're going to be tested on the kingdom on the inside of you. Whether you really got God. Whether you really have God or not. Are you standing on a sure foundation? I'm going to tell you. It scared me. He said, I'm going to do some shaking going on. It's going to be a testing of your faith. We weren't here on Wednesday night. 
It's going to be a testing of your faith. We'll know whether or not you got what you say you got. When trouble come to your house, are you still going to be able to stand and say, for God I live and for God I die? Because he's going to start shaking some stuff. He'll know. We will know. Others will know. You will know. I will know whether or not if we got what we say we got. See, we don't ever know what we have until we test it. And then once we test it, we'll know what we got. Your faith going to be tested. Not so much in whether I can pay my bills or whether I, you know, I can have this or purchase that. That's not where your faith is going to be tested at. Your faith is going to be tested in your belief in God. That's where your faith is going to be tested. You can live in a shack and still have God and be happy. But in this year, you better make sure that you got God and you got faith in God. Because your faith in God will be tested. What happens if they say, line up Christians. Now I'm not talking about the sheep and the goat that Jesus talked about. When they say, line up. If you're for God, you're over here. If you're not for God, you're over here. And what happens if somebody comes through and says, I'm going to shoot all the Christians? Now, you're still going to have faith in God. Because either way, you're going to win. If you're rooted and grounded in God, either way, you'll win. Because, see, if I die, I'm going to glory. So you better know where you're going. you got to know where you're going now. Ain't no ifs, ands, and buts. You best know where you're going. I believe. I believe. Your faith is going to be tested in God. Is God who he say he is? When you don't have and you got a need, will you still trust God? Will you still believe? You know, it's like, well, God, you said the cows on a thousand hills belong to you. But, God, um, my cupboard is empty. Are you still going to trust God? Are you still going to trust God to know that God will send somebody by to bless you? If you wait long enough. But your faith is going to be trusted and your belief, what you believe is going to be trusted. It's going to be tested in this year. We better start learning how to pray and trust God for our healing of our bodies. Because we, we trust man with all this medication. All of you got side effects. Only thing that I know that don't have a side effect is Jesus himself. Everything we take got a side effect. But we're going to be tested, y'all. You're already going to get tested on this food, your money. What we're seeing right now is just a prelude of what's coming. Just a prelude. It's going to be a shaking going on. Let's go to this last, this last book, Haggai. And we'll be done. And we'll deal with part two, God say. <laughs> he say next week, God's will. If it be God's will. Haggai, chapter number two. The book of Haggai.
talking about the shaking. Your faith in God is going to be tested. The enemy is going to try to get you to follow him. The Antichrist is going to try to get you to follow him. Your friends and your families are going to try to get you to follow them. You best follow Christ. Because your belief and your faith in God is going to be tested. Haggai, chapter number 2. Testing, shaking. Verse number 6 and 7. Verse 6 says, For thus saith the Lord of hosts, Yet once it is a little while, and I will shake the heavens, the earth, the sea, and the dry land. Everything is going to be, everything is going to be shaken. Hmm. He's going to shake it. Why do you think we're seeing what we're seeing now? It's going to be even worse. Everything. Seas out of control. Oceans out of control. Everything just, just, just dried up. God said, I'm going to do some shaking. And then seven says, And I will shake all nations and the desire of all nations shall come, and I will fill this house with glory, said the Lord of hosts. See, he's got to do this shaking in order for the glory to come back. See, right now, there's no reference. See, God's glory is supposed to fill the entire earth. But we have, as man, have so messed it up. God said, I've got to do some shaking. Make sure. Make very sure that when the shaking goes on, you've already put wood on the fire. Because there's going to be a shake-up. There is going to be a shake-up in this year and the year to come. Don't, don't fool yourself. Right now, think people have gotten to the place Okay, everything appears to be, it's going to go back to normal. It won't be that bad. The virus is moving on. Don't fool yourself. Don't fool yourself. There's yet more to come. There's yet more to come. Make sure you prepare yourself. Make sure you build your immune system. Because, see, if they can tear down your immune system, then whatever they want to do to us, they can do to us. I have no desire to be reconnected, to be connected to some type of machine or the internet. That's, God didn't give me, oh, I hear your Holy Spirit. God didn't give me no chip. He didn't, all I want is what God has given me. I don't want nothing for man, no extra. Because you can guarantee man has a motive. They've got a motive. And why they do what they do. I don't want to live eternally in a fallen state. If, they, if, if man can get us separated from God. You see, if without eternal life through Jesus Christ, we would not be able to live with Jesus forever. Man 
man is trying to create a new species. I ain't got no desire to be no robot. God didn't make me that way. That's why he gave me free choice. Wake up. But there is hope, and I won't go into the hope. I won't go into the hope. I'll say that if God's will next week. Because there is hope. There is hope. There's a reminder. There's a reminder. All we got to do is when the storm comes, Look for the rainbow. You know how it is after a storm? You know that beautiful rainbow? See, that's a promise. That's a promise of hope. That's what you got to look for. To know God's going to be there. He's not, he's not going to destroy us as before. We need to get back in that book of Genesis. We need to get back in the book of Genesis, and you need to take your time and read it and study it. You need to study it. You need to study it. Be careful what you allow man to put in you. Sometimes people think I'm crazy because sometimes I wake up at 2 or 3 o'clock in the morning and I'm looking and I see this stuff falling on the sky and I'm like, what is that, Lord? And sometimes I wonder, are they... Dropping stuff at night while we sleep. Are they spraying stuff that can get all into our bodies? See, man is crazy. He wants to create a new species. And if it's left up to man, he going to do it. He will do it. Because he wants to be God. He wants to be God. He will never be my father. He will never be my heavenly father. Never. We tested y'all. We're being tested. Gonna be tested now. Make sure, make sure your foundation is in God. Because he's gonna want us to deny him. He's gonna want us to deny our heavenly father. You can't do that. This year and a year to come. The expectation for transhumanism is saying by a lot of these things are supposed to take place by 2030 or 2035. But then we heard the other, I heard the other day is it's 2023. This thing is speeding up. It is speeding up. Man is speeding things up. So he can have full control. He already know where you're going anyway. Them little cell phones. Them TVs. <laughs> he know where you are. Man know where you are. He wants full control of your life. Full control. Full control. That way you will become a robot because he's going to tell you what you can do what you can't do. And about now that's what they're doing. They're trying to tell you what you can do and what you can't do. Take away your rights. Take away your freedom. That's his ultimate goal, to be in full control. Let's give God a hand clap of praise for his word. Amen. Amen, 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 amen. Hopefully we didn't.